All right, welcome back, everyone, to our second ever episode of Sunday League Screamers. Um, I'm your host, Vito, with uh, Steve and Mike. Say what's up, guys. How we doing? Hello, hello. Not too bad. Uh, Boys, let's just jump right into it. This is going to be our second part from our our first one where uh, we're going to take a look at some transfer speculation and some updates that have come through in the past week or two or so. Um, And then we'll dive right back into the second half of the the Premier League teams and to evaluate their needs and potentially who you could see coming and going and uh, their bid to stay in the league and or win the league. So um, let's just jump right into it. Let's go with the biggest one first, Harry Kane. What are your thoughts, guys? Mike's crying. Uh, I'm laughing. <laughs> and it's a good time. I recently have went through like the five stages of grief or denial, whatever it's called. <laughs> and I've come to the point now where like I'm at like that acceptance phase. Like I'm ready. I know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. It's inevitable. I went through the same shit with Gareth Bale when he first started, uh, when I first started watching Tottenham. And yeah. in all in all honesty, I read reports the other, I think it was like an NBC report or something that uh, City offered like, I think it was like 140, 150 mil or something. I know we talked about this on the last podcast with Holland and Chelsea. And it, would you accept that money if it comes in? In my mind, if they offer anything over $125 million for Harry Kane, just take it like take take the money run like he's in his prime right now he's only gonna unfortunately granted maybe he's one of those players you get better as age but you know like this is the if you're gonna cash in cash in if he doesn't want to play he doesn't want to play so i think if they get offered that exuberant amount of money which you know only three teams maybe in the world have city being one of them yeah it's a a no-brainer you got to do it yeah i i agree with you i think it's even generous honestly if they come in for 90 million at this point, nah, nah. Not what's, for 90. what's left on his contract? Three, three digits. He's got like two or three years left. Right. Did he resign recently? Not recently, yep. but like yeah, it's, it's something recently. Close. He's like two and a half, three years, something along those lines. Yeah. So. I mean, you guys just you guys just resigned uh, Son too, so like that was big. Yeah. You locked up one good one already. If if it was ignorant amount of money comes for you, you just got to take it at that point. Like he's not happy there as it is. Just take it, run, and just replace. Yeah. yeah. Granted, Tottenham don't, and this is a totally different subject, but we don't have the greatest history of having one big transfer and then spending it all afterwards. So we'll see. I don't know. But uh, hey, hopefully... You do got to fund that new stadium that looks like a toilet seat. Yeah. So. Well, and Fabio, we trust, the new Don of Tottenham. So <laughs> Historically, you guys have been about quantity with those funds rather than quality when you receive those massive payments. Yeah, so we'll see. But a big rumor that comes, take it. Yeah. If not, keep them on the bench. Do you think there's anywhere else he could end up other than City at this point? Bayern, if Lewandowski goes to Chelsea or PSG. That's about it. Yeah, you got to look at the players and who has the money. Plus, I mean, if I'm I'm Spurs, I really don't want to sell him inside the league. If he doesn't want to leave the country, then I get it. But, like, if if I'm them, I'm trying to push him to, like, Germany. Just just somewhere not where I have to face him twice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, well, let's stick with City's rumors then. Um, Jack Grealish. My boy. I love this guy, actually. From the from the very first time I saw him when he got punched in the face and then Stewart scores <laughs> a game winner, I have never loved a human being more in my entire life. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm not kidding. <laughs> I love him. He's amazing. You think but, he's um, on the cards for City as well? You think they'll even have the money Let's in, under the assumption they, they, they get killed? Oh. oh, they have the money. I mean, try, yeah, no, <laughs> well, they have. While, in, while still within those um, strictly enforced FPP rules or FFP rules, <laughs> Air quotes there. Yeah, big air quotes. 
how what what's oil on the market right now? Is it up? Is it up at all? <laughs> I think it might actually be at an all-time low. <laughs> uh, okay, well, maybe they don't have the money then. <laughs> I'm not sure. But um, yeah, um I, I don't see them signing both of them. Definitely one or the other. Uh, the bigger need for them is definitely Kane, without a doubt. So I don't know if the Grealish move would make as much sense. Um, mm-hmm. Sterling just played his ass off at the Euros too. So mm-hmm. is it really a necessary transfer for Grealish? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, and I don't know if he wants to compete. I know there's rumors and like speculation about it. Uh, just moving to like because he didn't play as much of the Euros or much as he maybe wanted to, and he wouldn't want to compete for a spot at Man City or another big club. I think he stays at Ashton Villa. I don't see that one going through. And I also think it's the best spot for him right now, personally. Yeah. He's the go-to guy. That's and I feel like he feeds off of being there. I don't know how good he would be as a role player or just another guy on a, on a good team versus yeah. being the guy at a club. I mean, maybe to fight back against that point, you saw what he did, how Southgate for you know the whole different thing but how Southgate used him in the Euros how he came in as a super sub and there was multiple times throughout that tournament where once he came in the complexion of that game changed so Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't think he has that capability but is that really how you want to use him if you spend 70 million or whatever how many pounds on him exactly he has the capability to do that but one the money that you're gonna spend to get him and then two does he want to be the super sub I don't think he does I think he wants to be the captain the guy like the guy Yeah, I mean, for the reported hundred million, um, I think that might be a little too steep. I mean, he's he is only twenty five years old. He just turned twenty six, and I believe it's September, so he he could stay at Villa Villa Park for another year, um, and and secure that maybe that big money move next year after Man City land Kane because obviously Kane's what twenty eight now, so yep. he's he's entering his his absolute prime. Although it seems like he's been in his prime for the last like five years, but I I agree. I don't I can't I can't imagine City's going to be able to get both of them. Not, I mean, especially without without unloading anybody. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, it's not they made any money off Aguero or anything. Like that, that was a free transfer. Yeah, there, there are rumors that they're looking to offload Bernardo Silva, Jesus, yeah. and obviously Raheem Sterling. They were potentially talking about him. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they got to move people before they can start buying people. So um, I think I think at the moment, if I had to choose where Gulich is going to go, I think he might end up staying this year. Kane's Kane will be the one to move. Well, let's move on to Pogba because every every direction seems to be pointing him to PSG. You think he's gonna end up moving? Yeah, back back to France. I wouldn't shock me. A lot of play, a lot of players like to do that. Go back to their home country. So definitely on the table. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, he. I don't know. Like when he plays with the, and obviously he has a lot of French teammates on the French in the French league and on PSG in particular because they're pretty much the French national team, right? (laughs) But um, I mean, when he plays with that team, it's like a totally different. Paul Pogba and he just seems to be enjoying himself so much more and like not to say he hasn't enjoyed himself in Man U and he hasn't been successful but I just get the feeling that he would unlock a whole different potential on that team I, I agree I think I don't know if he's held back necessarily in the role that he has to play at Man, at Man U but when they let him when they just unleash him and yeah. let him go you see you just see a different you just you see, like he's, oh, he's yeah. amazing he's just I would imagine what they they would do what so, they do with Conte, with Idrissa Gueye, or what, I can't pronounce his name on PSG, but they'd let him just sit and let Pogba just roam, do his thing. And then they're just going to let – that's what made Pogba so fun to watch in the, year, the World Cup, the Euros, like mm-hmm. when he was playing at Juventus with Arturo Vidal, like because they just had that guy sitting there and let him just do what he needs to do, and he was amazing. So I think that move makes a lot of sense. I hope he gets – pushes able to push it through. Yeah, I agree. I mean, according to Ole, he uh, was was questioned on this exact thing a couple of days ago. I think it was, 
And uh, he confirmed that the club and Pogba are still in conversations, but um, there's a couple of reports circulating that Manchester United opened initial talks with Goretzka. So you can look at that, you know, kind of both ways and maybe he's potential placement if they realize Pogba wants to stay, but he wants 500,000 pounds a week. You know, you're not gonna be able to swing that. Um, but I agree. I think he needs to make that move. He's been in the league long enough. He has nothing to prove here and PSG instantly become now Champions League favorites and gives Pogba a chance for that silverware. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's look at Chelsea and their their striker pursuit, um, both in Holland and Lewandowski. Uh, who do you think is more likely? And do you think either one's even potentially going to happen? Because, I mean, there's a lot of question marks with both of these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think out of the two, you're, t- you're talking about more realistic, Lewandowski. Uh, I think the better of the options would be Holland just for the long-term. He's much younger. What's he, 21? Lewandowski, yeah. 32? So you're looking at that alone. Is it worth the price tag that we were willing to pay? Um, I just don't think Dortmund's going to let him go. Personally, I just nah. I think they're going to put up a brick wall no matter the so. price. Just nope. just for this just for this year because they lost Sancho already. I I don't think they want to lose another big guy. Mm-hmm. I know they just signed Malin to just in case, but I I just see them putting up a brick wall or unless Chelsea throws one seventy five at them, which would yeah. be it would have to be astronomical. Like yeah. it have to be astronomical. I th- I think they're going to accept it. I, I, I really do. I think he's going to move. I, I don't know if it's going to be necessarily to Chelsea. Obviously, that's the leading candidate at the moment. Um, but if you, if you don't sell Holland this year, you lose half of that uh, that potential fee. A $67 million release clause next year for one year of a service, you're going to lose out $65 million for one season. That's I think it's more than they're going to lose if they don't qualify for the Champions League, and I still think they're going to qualify. Um so he has I, a release clause that I kicks think he in will next end year. To Chelsea. Yeah, next What's year. What's up? I okay, yeah, the release clause drops to sixty-seven. Yeah, so, so I think they don't have a negotiating tactic. Yeah, it might be a negotiating tactic right now. But yeah, they. It's, I mean, it's, it's a very put up or shut up kind of thing. Like you got to yes. show up the money, like Jerry Maguire. Like yes, <laughs> show me the money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the widely reported fee at the moment is one hundred and fifty million. Is going to end up doing it. Who knows, Marina Gravaskaya, I've got to pronounce her name, the technical director for, for Chelsea in charge of their transfers, is usually a, a whiz with, uh, you know, recouping big fees or, or getting low prices. So we'll see. But I, I truly think he's going to be on the move this year because it's, by all reports, it sounds like Chelsea's going to be willing to spend the money. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't know the release clause thing, truthfully. So mm-hmm. that's huge. Uh, there's yeah. no reason not to sell him that at that point. I, I, yeah. I changed my stance five minutes later. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. Money, Good job. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's look at, let's look at one more. Um, James Madison, a lot mm-hmm. of talk over where he was going to go. I mean, it seemed wider reported for a while that he was definitely going to be on the move and things fizzled out and now they're back on. Um, what do you guys think about a potential move for him? He thinks he's better off staying at Leicester or moving to one of these other clubs. What clubs was he being linked with? Apologies. The, so. the main one was Arsenal. Early. He's, yeah, currently it's mainly Arsenal. Isn't that a? Why would he take a step down? That's that's my whole thing too. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't get it. There's no point to like Leicester in a much better well, position as a club. They're ascending. Like yeah, yeah. There's also talk of there was a little bit of talk of um, Manchester United though as well. I did see that. I don't think but it'd be worth him after going the there. Sancho be, deal. I agree. Between between that and just you'd be behind Bruno. He's too good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be worth yeah. Madison. I mean, at 24 years old, also. I mean, you're you're getting a kid who's playing at elite levels already, too, though. So, I mean, if you can get him, I think if 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 Manchester United can get him for a 30 million pounds or so, 
No shot. I think he's, he's not. He's not. He's not going for thirty. He'd be going for double that at a minimum. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't. He's, don't. He's, don't that, I, he's English, so like he's English exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. He's gonna. This. The price is gonna skyrocket. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that one happening. And, and, and Lester would be stupid to sell him. You can build the. Te- he's the type of guy you can build a team around. Yeah. yeah, and he's contracted for a couple more years. So. Yeah. I think he's created what the, the most chances over the last two years in the prime. I could be yeah. wrong. It's he's he's up. There. I think he is the top guy though. Could, Maybe second to Kevin De Bruyne, but I think he even beat him. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's definitely up there. All right, that's. I mean, that's that's pretty much all the the major ones at the moment that you know news is still circulating about. Um, how about we finish up our our second part right now? We look at the next ten, uh, the next ten Premier League teams and evaluate the needs and what we think might be happening. Let's, Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We, so we left off with Leicester. So going alphabetically, we're up to Liverpool. Um, that Konate move was was brilliant for them, and they they got him for a pretty reduced fee. So I think that was their biggest need in defense, obviously with Virgil Van Dijk hurt, and um, mm-hmm. especially considering Klopp this this week coming out and saying that him and Matip were not going to be ready to face. Um, I forget who they uh, Hertha Berlin, I believe, in a preseason friendly. So there's still question marks on when exactly Virgil's going to be back. I think one of the the only places Liverpool really need to strengthen is maybe on their their wings outside. Outside of, if, I mean, Salah and and Sadio, I'm mean, if they're if they're not playing, who really slots in and gives them the caliber offense they need? I mean, I know Diego Jota was a little bit better up front than Firmino this year, but without those two guys, they're they're they were really struggling for goals. Mm. Which is weird to say about a Liverpool team. It's like super yeah. weird to say. And they created a bunch of opportunities too. I think they had the most goals, uh, mm-hmm. expected goals uh, in the league last year. So it, I don't know if it was a finishing thing. It was t- it was tough to see last year, yeah. but they were they were definitely off. Injuries didn't help them without it without a doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. losing Gomez plus uh, Van Dyke was massive to the team. I yeah. think that's the only reason why they almost did, didn't push for second or if not push Man City for a first place mm-hmm. finish again. I mean, you have to remember too, like the past probably what, two to three years, they've been playing how many games and those players have been playing how many nonstop, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that that exhaustion is probably caught up to them. And this is probably the year where they were just like, all right, shit, we really got to take a, not take a break, but you know, they needed a breather. Yeah. I mean, especially in a Klopp style offense. Or- this was that breather year. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, Every, I think everything I saw, went wrong, possibly. Yeah. I could have went wrong last year. For I, I saw a pretty crazy stat that said, um, I believe it was Mohamed Salah assisted Sadio Mane towards the latter half of the season, like the last couple games. And it was the first and only time they did that all year, that Mosala assisted Mane. I, or it could have been the opposite way around, but either way. Yeah, um, I saw the same thing you're talking about, too. I, otherwise, I think the only place they can potentially look at is maybe central midfield with the, with the departure of Gene Wijnaldum. I know he, he played an incredible amount of minutes for them, and he was great in the middle of the park. And he was a big—he's a big loss for them. Did you see him go uh, go off on the fans a little bit? Actually, yeah, that's kind of nuts. He went—he went off on like the fans a little bit, like so, like he wrote like an open Facebook po- or whatever it was Instagram post, Twitter. I'm not really sure what what site it was on exactly, but um, basically along the lines of Liverpool, you were great to me. Uh, social media was not when I was doing well at the club. I was I was being praised by everybody Damn. when I was doing poorly or like you didn't see my behind the scenes and how much effort i was putting in i was just getting ridiculed on social media yeah you kind of like it was interesting i actually liked it from a player perspective because i think it really feeds into the fans really don't have an absolute clue sometimes yeah oh. they're the real madrid of england now <laughs> might be might be <laughs> real madrid fan base. but all right this is a pretty man man city heavy um pod so far but uh steve you want to take it from there i mean realistically what they have two first teams right now. The only thing they re- truly, truthfully need is just a replacement for Aguero. And it's if they're will. I don't know how much money they have to spend. I'm assuming they have enough, but 
that's it. It's yeah. Harry Kane or just somebody else that they can come and bring in. I don't think Jesus is the answer. He's been there for a while. He really hasn't filled those shoes to what they thought he was going to. Is he a good uh, squad player? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not relying on him for 20 goals, 20 goals a year by any means. So their biggest need is definitely striker. Everywhere else on the field, they literally have two, two starters. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how Chelsea and Man City approach their biggest need because it, I mean, you're talking about both champions league finalists in the same league vying for the, the top flight and their biggest needs are both strikers. And they're both going off after incredibly expensive top caliber strikers in Kane and Holland. So I think you're going to, it's going to be interesting to see who wants it more. Like if one of them doesn't get it to get their target and the other one does it's a statement year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I agree. Um, and going, going across the street, Mike, you want to take over United? Yeah, definitely. So, in talks, obviously, we kind of touched on the Pogba piece, which you know has its own potential. Uh, has its own potential, right? If they, he leaves, obviously, that's that's a gap they're going to have to fill and kind of think about. Which they we've already said, like maybe Leon Goretzka, but right now, uh, realistically, um, the center back piece, the partner for Harry Maguire, if they sign Veron, I mean, Jesus, give him like the the bow right now for the best transfer window, in my opinion, for out of like the English teams, they have Sancho, they got Ron. They just totally upended, revamped, upgraded that team, um, potentially Champions League winning team right there, realistically, with like the team they have. Assuming Pogba stays, they're going to be a fucking force, realistically. Yeah. No. Yeah, the only thing else I could think of is, yeah, like you said, if Pogba leaves, definitely center defensive mid. I heard they want to give McTominay a bit a bigger role in the club, especially going forward. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the best thing for them, but I, I think they probably could use another center D. Yeah. Fred's not the answer. Yeah, maybe a backup striker to yeah. Cavani, but they have like Greenwood who could play there, Rashford who could play there. They could slide in and out, so they're pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if they stay healthy – I don't see why there's no reason they don't walk away with uh, maybe it's a, a Premier League title. Maybe it's, you know, an FA Cup. I, I don't see them coming away empty handed this upcoming year um, with like trophies. So I think if do you think if they do, uh, Ole's gone? Uh, if they don't win anything this year, yeah, I think they got to yes. let him go. I, I think you uh, judge him on the trophies now at this point. Yeah, because at this point, you've pumped all the money and you have the players you want. Like, this is the year to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll take us over to Newcastle, though. Um, Newcastle is a little bit interesting. Um, the manager came out this week, I think it was this week, and he said, um, "He said I'm not going to bullshit the fan base. We need to be look. We have to look at loan deals." He he basically came out and said, "We really can't afford anybody, even though obviously Newcastle needs players." So it's going to be curious to see who's available to be mm-hmm. loaned to that club. I mean, they they need a striker, and but I think more so they need to revamp their defense. Um, they didn't, they didn't do terribly last season. I mean, 45 points. They finished about mid-table in 12th position, but they gave up 62 goals last year. That is a lot of, lot of goals. And they only kept seven clean sheets the entire year. They need to be looking to revamp that entire back line, and that's going to be hard to do with loan deals. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to just go for, like, more or less unproven players out of whether it's the championship, whether it's, like, the French League, yeah. something like that, where, like, they're willing to, like, let that player leave, mm-hmm. get them – Premier League experience, whatever. Um, yeah, they, they got to really fix that defense. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that right side, that right back, right wing back position. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a big task. That's for sure. They honestly, depending on maybe a couple of things, you could be thinking maybe potentially like a Newcastle relegation candidate. And in, in my opinion, yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, 
Is it Steve Bruce is in charge now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Roth is gone. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. But definitely the back line is where they need to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they picked up they picked up what's his face too last. It was the last season with uh, Will, uh Callum Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick I, I thought he had, I thought he played like a little more of a bigger impact for them up front. They're definitely gonna need some more goals out of him, uh, without a doubt. I think he what did he score like 10, 12 maybe at most, mm-hmm. something around that. Yeah, so they're gonna have to find um, goals 12, elsewhere. Actually. Yeah, but all right, um, let's look at uh, Norwich. Welcome back, Norwich. Welcome back, my boy Timo Puki, baby. My favorite, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, no just, he's just a fun dude to watch. I mean, he's like just like kind of a that typical like poacher. Put it yeah. put it in front of him, he's gonna finish it away. The type of guy. Um, it was ironic though. Both times they've come up so far, or rushes it both times. The first time they came up, they were one of the best goal scoring teams. The second time they're coming up again recently, they again were one of the best scoring teams in the league below them. Um, what problem was once they got to the Premier League, it, that just all pretty much shut down. Mm-hmm. They didn't have much to go off of last time. I think they've improved since then, but I don't know if Pookie's going to be enough. I know they have Cantwell up there. They just solidified the midfield with Billy Gilmore, but again, it's going to be his first season like running a midfield. Is he, is he going to live up to the expectations? Is he not? So far, what we've seen, he's pretty damn good. Um, defensively, they shorted up. I know they just bought another center back, but they probably got to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, lost, uh, they also lost two big. They lost two big pieces of that team. Wendia, yeah, Wendia, and then also the Tottenham loanee Oliver Skip, who was their player of the. Who was a part of their player of the te- like player of the year, like for like uh, Norwich. He came in totally transformed that team defensively from like a defensive midfielder perspective. That was mm-hmm. a huge loss for them. They were really pushing hard on Spurs to keep him for the year, but uh, Spurs obviously said no to that. So, you wonder something terrifying. When Norwich got relegated, as bad as Sheffield United were this year, Norwich <laughs> lost one less games than Sheffield this year. Jesus, mm-hmm. put in perspective how how disastrous that uh, relegation year was for them. So good to have them back. I mean, they're tearing it up. So we'll yeah, I mean, the, the major problem with them, in my opinion, is truthfully just the management. They're not willing to spend the big money and like to do no, it. So all. you can only patch holes with a, like a little bit amount of money in the Premier League yeah. as possible, but you, you don't have long-term success or sustainability if you don't give a little bit of a little bit back into what, mm-hmm. uh, into the squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely. Um, speaking of that, let's move over to Southampton perennial sellers. Yeah. Perennial sellers, baby on the South mm-hmm. coast. Yeah. Um, so more than likely, you know, Ings is, it seems like he's on the way out. He's got one foot in the door or maybe one and a half foot out the door. Right. We could say, I said that incorrectly, but regardless, he seems like he's about to go. Well, well done. Um, they have Che Adams who they signed last year. who has been performing relatively well. He's a really hard worker. He's a good player. I think there's something there they can work with. Realistically, they probably need to fix the, the if Ings goes, they got to get a, you know, obviously a striker to replace him or try to, but from a, maybe like a center back left back perspective, um, they probably need somebody. They also had a pretty crappy keeper, and it was Ramsdale, right? Who was their keeper? Um, it didn't really have the greatest, from what I remember. It wasn't the greatest um, in that for them. So they have some stuff more defensively that they really need to be focused on and worrying about if they're going to really be a contention for like that mid table spot. Um, so yeah, I know they, they just picked up Walcott, so I, I think it's a good addition for them and everything. But mm-hmm. um, losing out of Bertrand in the back, I think that's a little bit of experience and just you know generally he's a good player as well mm-hmm. um ings only has one year left on his deal right and then he walks out for free yeah i believe yeah. so it's tough i got you don't want to get rid of him because when he was on form last year not hurt he was he was killing it for them 
but one year deal, he's not signing another one. Do you just take the as what you can get for him now and reinvest it, or do you just keep him, yeah. hold on to him for a year yeah. and worry about it next year, even letting him out for free? Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to say. I think you have him as a favorite for Tottenham right now. I I don't think he'll go. I don't, I personally don't want him to go there, but um. I, I think they should cash out on him. And I think he, they yep. should try to reinvest that money into a striker if possible. Um, Do you think but, if he leaves, though, they get relegated? I think they're candidates afterwards. Yeah. I think they would be, definitely. I think they're definitely up for that talk. I mean, Ralph Hassenhudel, like, in the beginning of the year, they were, you know, they were pretty good in the beginning of, like, the last year. They were but, as good as he, they were as good as he, if he, as he carried them. It was pretty yeah. much it was same same with the Grealish almost. Yeah. And then once he got injured, that was it. So they got to find her a serious replacement for him. Mm-hmm. I think it'll, it's all going to depend on what amount of money's being you know, thrown at them for him. If you're talking like letting him go for 10 million, 15 million, that's it's more yeah. valuable to keep yeah. him on the team and let him walk for free. So, yep, exactly. Let's see who they come after. Um, but, you know, like I said, he was a Tottenham target. So let's just move on to them. Uh, Mike, I'm going to ask for your help with this as a Tottenham fan. Um, I think we can sit here for an hour and talk about Tottenham's needs right now. Although I will <laughs> say the biggest one has been handled in Jose Mourinho sacking and uh, <laughs> Nuno, Nuno being appointed. So I think you're definitely a step in the right direction compared to where you were, you know, in the latter half of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot a lot of your needs seem to be based around whether or not Kane's going to stay. I mean, that's your, your talisman, your best player. Signing Sundown, right. your next your next best player was obviously huge but i mean your glaring glaring need is plugging the holes in your defense oh yeah uh so rumors are circulating they're flying around um we just for those who don't know we got a new uh, for a long time haven't had a director of football at the club mm-hmm. uh and fabio per paratici i could be totally butchering that name but uh he's come in and he, thus far from what I've read, what I can tell, he's done a pretty good job negotiating, finding deals. They recently signed a new goalie, which is good because Hugo's coming up in the last year of his deal. Um, so they're in talks of like, do we extend him? Do we try to get a fee for him if possible? Personally, I think you keep Hugo because he's still a top, probably eight keeper in the world, realistically. Agreed. Um, that being said, defensively, like they got to get a center back. There was talks for Jules Kondunde, which I personally don't see happening. There's mm-hmm. talks for... Um, Ramirez out of Atlanta, who I do, from what I have read, is apparently he's phenomenal. Just won Serie A's uh, Defensive Player of the Year, 23 years old. Paratici also initially brought him in from Juventus to, and then loaned him out to Atlanta. So he has good relations with Atlanta. So it seems like that deal is lining up. If they get him, that drastically improves the defense. Alderweireld's already left. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Left center back, probably right back as well. Quick correction, Atalanta. It's Atalanta. not Atlanta, right. United States. Uh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, so I, uncultured I, over there. I know. I'm an uncultured <laughs> swan. <laughs> you know, literally just smiled at you. Like, we both, yeah, we both knew exactly <laughs> what the other like, was thinking. Atlanta United. I was like, the hell? It's like, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let him, I'll let him finish before I rip him a new one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's that's great that you guys appointed him. Uh, he's definitely going to be a big help. I mean, kind of incredible that you guys didn't have one for so long, honestly. Well, Daniel Levy thought he was a mastermind, and little did he realize that he knows jack shit about signing players yep. <laughs> and what players to look for. Yeah. Um, I, I think you guys need to make a big statement. I think you have to have a big, big statement and kind of bring in almost a player in each third of the field because 
you're looking at a potential exodus for Tottenham at this point. If Kane goes and like you said, what Hugo on his last his last um, year of his deal, etc. Not happy, it seems. It's a rebuild, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, if Kane goes, I think they probably. I honestly, again, like we said it earlier. I think if they get offered 150 mil, you take it. You don't say a word. It is what it is. See yeah. you later. We'll go buy Danny Ings, maybe. Yeah. Right in that scenario, and just let him play up top with Son. However, um, if he stays, which I personally think he will, and they'll just kind of force him to to play it out for like a year before they sell him. Um, I, th- I think you honestly, you have a shot at something, uh, at least with like that new bullshit, like UCL or tournament, whatever they have, like maybe you have a shot of winning that or losing to Jose Mourinho's Roma at the, at the very end. That would, so, be, that would be the most so spurgy thing of all time. Do you understand that? <laughs> like that, that's a, that's, I'm preparing for that inevitable outcome. <laughs> I already know it's going to happen in my head. We apologize to any Arsenal fans out there who had to watch, uh, them lose to Valencia, well, not Valencia, Villarreal this year. Uh, same concept, but the Jose presser, if that was to happen afterwards, oh my god, I would pay, I would pay un- ungodly amounts of money to just watch it. <laughs> I would, it would be, it'd be worth it. He'd show up in a Tottenham shirt and pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, we got rid of the biggest cancer at our club, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, that being said, we really have to plug the defense, and I could talk about this for a while, but. Yeah, yeah, biggest priority. That's where it's got to be focused. Agreed. Completely agree. Do you guys have the system to where you can go to a five back like Nuno kind of typically likes because he loves that wing backs? I feel like. Yeah. So I know obviously Darty coming over with there. From- Darty, who he worked with in pre- previously, Reg- Reguilon and Sessignon, who are going to probably benefit the most out of that. All right. In general. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's talk about this another day because right yeah. now we're just talking about each team's biggest needs. Not. Yeah. <laughs> not tactical. Fine. Cut us off, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Steve, well, I was trying to throw the ball to you. I just wanted to hear you, you talk about Watford is all. So they're really not a high-scoring team by any means, and they're relatively pretty old too, especially defensively. They've tried to make as many signings as possible to fix those, but, I mean, they got Danny uh, Rose for free recently. Good signing. What's he, 31, 32? He's up there in age. Yeah. The rest of their defense is too in Dawson um, and a couple other guys. They tried signing some strikers in Ashley Fletcher. And Joshua King, he, he came over for free, too. I don't know if they're the solution to keep him up there because um, what the hell is that old guy? Uh, Deeney. 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 Troy. Good guy, Troy. I, I just I, – I don't see how – I know in the last episode we said Brentford were relegation uh, hopefuls. I think these guys are in the same boat. I don't see – just looking up and down at their squad, I don't know how they stay up, mm-hmm. truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they might I, – I think you're right. I think they might be a little out of their depth here. Yeah, there's just there's, there's nothing there that screams at me like they're going to produce a bunch of goals. I don't see that happening. They don't have like great midfielders. They're older. They're probably one of the older teams in the league, to be honest with you. Yeah, they would need a revamp. Yeah, I mean, Cab- I'm looking at it now. Cabaselli is 30 years old on defense. Uh, like I said, Dawson, he's about 32. You just Craig Cathars 32. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see them staying up. Yeah, yeah this is one of my early picks for a delegation as well. There's, there's nothing about them that screams we, we can make in the Premier League yeah. another year. And I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, I think they're great in the Premier League. I love their fan base. And, of course, that Troy Deeney goal, uh, well, the assist, I guess, it wasn't technically him, but that clip's one of the best of all time. And it stopped like, the 97th minute mm-hmm. when uh, Watford scored. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, but, okay, let's move on to West Ham then. Two left. 
Yeah. So big surprise, obviously, right from last year, they had Jay Langs tearing it up at the very end. They had David <laughs> Moyes, who honestly, debatably coach of the year. I thought he was so, manager right, of the year. Uh, debatably. Like he, he probably had a really good case to be. Um, they really just need to boost up, you know, what feels like that attack because once, uh, who was it? Michael Antonio went down um, and he was a little injured. It seemed like they were just lacking that pure firepower at the very end of that final stretch. And they had a relatively favorable run in too. Right. And it's just mm -hmm. because of those injuries that just totally screwed them. So just building that squad depth, focusing on the more attacking firepower. Now that Lingard is back. I mean, he's, he's back at Man U, right. Technically. Yeah. They're, they're Real Madrid for... right now. <laughs> they're, they're, they're asking for about like 30 mil for him. I don't see them getting that from any, anyone, especially inside the league. Um, yeah. I think he'd be good to go to West Ham. I think that would be a great move for him specifically as a player and for the West Ham in general as a team. I just don't see that transfer getting completed like it should. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're just far apart on the evaluation on him. Maybe that's a club where like, uh, not to get too hopeful, but maybe like a Daryl DK gets signed, like a U.S. international right there. They need a striker. He goes up top and, you know, a cool 20 mil for him. You take a roll of dice on a DK. Well, yeah. that's definitely a dream of yours. I don't see that one happening anytime yeah. soon. No, but we'll see. I think yeah. they'll end up with Tammy Abraham, though. They're definitely interested, and I know $40 million is a little high for them, and they're not going to pay that because I wouldn't pay $40 million for Tammy Abraham. But I think if Chelsea's $40 million max, sitting on the probably. table for him, 25 yeah, then in their Holland pursuit, I don't think they'd be able to pass it up. And like you said, Mike, they definitely need some more firepower up front. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael, Michael Antonio can't do it all himself. Yeah, no, defensively, they're, they're a very strong and sound yeah. team. It's really just attacking mid, striker, and if you want to throw another winger in there, maybe behind Bowen or something like that other, but it's really, yeah. Striker. They need some competition and just a little bit of youth. I think Mikel Antonio is what 31 now. Exactly. Yeah. So he's going to, he's going to start missing games through the injury and some other stuff too. So just, yeah, get someone behind him and someone in the attacking mid, it could be a Ross Barkley. It could be a Jay Lins, anyone along yep. those lines, those kind of names. I, I actually think they're, they're going to kind of stutter this year. Big time. I think the increased games in the Europa league, are going to take its toll. They don't have the depth for that. And no. uh, I actually I actually think they're going to end up in the bottom half of the table this year. Mm. That's a bold prediction. Yeah. Save that one for the, yeah, that, that one episode we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. But all right. Last but certainly not – well, no, you are at least. But, Steve, here you go. <laughs> Wolves. Wolves. Uh, yeah, I mean, what can we say about them? They just lost Rui Patricio. They lost their head coach. Um, you saw what happened to them when they lost Raul Jimenez last year. When he was down injured, their team basically just fell apart. They were the year before that, would they punt seventh? I think it was. They got table? Yeah, they got yeah. seventh consecutively, right? which is kind of impressive in the second year, at least, given the injuries and everything. I'll be honest. Well, no, yeah. no, I'm not saying, no, last year they, they, they dropped heavily. But I'm saying the year before that was when they had seventh. Last year, what were they like, 14th? Last year, they were 13th. 13th? Yeah. So yeah, they, my they, house was, I mean, <laughs> realistically, they were like, four points from being 17th because of the way the bottom of the table shaped up. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously strikers, number one thing that they have to come in there with, because granted, yeah, Raul is not going anywhere this year, I don't think, but in the future, potentially, because if he gets back on, on form, he's one of the best in the league, I think, especially just finishing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, midfielder to replace Neves, possibly. There's been transfer rumors about him going uh, somewhere. I heard Manu was a big, big liker of his, especially if Pogba leaves, he could definitely replace him. And then uh, probably just left back. But other than that, I mean, they have a pretty strong and sound team up and down, up and down the field. I know losing Jota didn't help them uh, by any means, but I don't see. I don't. I wouldn't pick them as relegation candidates unless Jimenez gets hurt for a long period of time. 
they're probably like sitting around that 10th who place. Do they, who do they sign as a coach? Do you happen to know? I can look it up real quick. Give me a sec. Can't remember. I'm curious who they brought in. But anyway, uh, yeah, a new, yeah, losing uh, Bru- uh, Bruno Lodge, like, I don't know how you say his last name. Uh, Portuguese, shockingly. Yeah, is he? Yeah. Really? <laughs> surprise, no. surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Portugal. To be the team. national team. That Ronaldo's <laughs> yeah. going to be playing for Wolves next week. <laughs> you, be so he, he is a member. That would, of that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Mendes has strong ties to Wolves, so yeah, that would be. Talk about a plot twist, but well, um, I, yeah. well, who can't afford him? He's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, I do agree with Steve. Steve, you though, uh, the striker. I mean, they they definitely need that. I killed him with. Well, thankfully, you know he's coming back, but mm. having him gone for so long was definitely their biggest miss. Oh, it was extremely noticeable, and they and, and you know is an amazing manager. I think he's one of the one of the better ones in the prem, honestly, especially the very underrated. Oh yes, and absolutely. He he couldn't even do anything for him. They they just they look so bad up front that it was ridiculous. Did, did he win uh, coach of the year or manager of the year when they got uh, promoted and they finished in seventh? I'm not I sure. want to say you're right, but I'm not 100%. I know he was definitely. If he did, and that's robbery, just like Moyes. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's no way he, they gave it to him, though. Yeah, probably not. It's, it's literally it's, whoever wins first yeah. place, pretty much. Liverpool won the league for the first time in forever. Um, but yeah, that's that's all 10. We got our 20 or our, our 20 are up. Um, Really excited for the season. I think this is this is one of the strongest overall Premier League seasons. I think um, in terms of squad quality and quantity. Um, so I'm I'm very curious to see how this goes. Especially, it's going to be nice to have fans back in the stadium. You know, have to listen to crowd noise and everything else of the sort. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm curious what the transfer window is going to punch out though, because the top six outside of I guess Man U really and maybe a little bit of Leicester, they're not making any moves. Mm-mm. I was going to say. Any it bolt. feels like a lot of panic buying is going to go on and just, I, I don't know what's going to happen up there, but it, you have a month left pretty much a month, yeah, just yeah. about a month. So any bold predictions you think might come out of left field? Should I say Holland to Chelsea now? Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't, I think that's, I don't want to say likely, but I think it's the likeliest possibility for that. Um, okay. Bold, most bold prediction I can, I can have Ronaldo goes back to United. Wow. Okay. Juve's looking. Juve's looking to sell. They don't want. They they were looking at PSG for a swap because they wanted Cardi, who's been their long term target, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I don't. I don't think Ronaldo would want to go to PSG where Neymar. He, he wouldn't be a Neymar shadow, obviously. But yeah, you know his love for United, and they probably get him somewhat decently cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Madison is one is going to be in the player of the, player not the player of the year, year but he's going to be in the team of the year. Team, yeah. I was talking about tr- transfers strictly, but you told me bold predictions. I'm just throwing right. one out there. <laughs> you got well, I think you got to be uh, more definitive on on your questions here. Well, uh, transfer bold prediction segment uh, as we get closer to the the new year. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. I don't know transfers. Really, I feel like a lot of them are just really talked about. There's not really anyone that are sticking out to me. Yeah, mm. well, it seems to be the. Uh, to Mike's point, without a lot of movement, and your point, without a lot of movement, um, a lot of the teams that are have the money to spend are looking at one main really expensive guy these days. City and Chelsea, same way. United already made their splash. Tottenham, you're going to have to figure I, out what to do with I, the money. But. I, I think, honestly, my prediction is that Kane stays. He's not going anywhere. I don't think City pony it up. I think, I they, think it's too late I for him I thought that, go. too. 
I, I think Kane stays. And I think what you're going to see happen also is Tottenham are going to do a, some other type of swap deal. They're already in talks with uh, Sevilla to send Eric Lamello the other way for this up and coming kid, Brian Gill. Um, I think they're going to really go hard at Jules Kunde. I, I for unless Real Madrid comes in, I firmly believe they're going to throw a ton of money in Davinson Sanchez there and be like, yo, come to North London. And if that happens and they're able to get him, that's my big bold prediction. If they get him, that's a top four team right there. I'm throwing it out. Con him the top four. That is bold. I'm throwing it that out there. Bold. I think that you got Arsenal win the league. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. No, you just right, got Tottenham winning their first trophy. Eager to see it. Yeah, eager to see it. Mm. But that's that's it for today, everybody. Um, you know, tune in this time next week. Um, we're going to be taking a look at the Gold Cup, maybe anything that, that changes, you know, whether or not um, – whether from a transfer perspective or, you know, kind of the rule changes like we talked about before. Yep. Um, so we're looking forward to it, and thanks for tuning in to our second podcast. See you guys later.